to the Read Aloud Revival Podcast. This is the podcast that helps you make meaningful and lasting connections with your kids through books. Hey, 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 Sarah McKenzie here. You've got episode 73 of the Read Aloud Revival. Okay, so this is an episode so many of you have asked for and have been waiting for. I'm really excited about it. What I want to tell you right at the top here is that I am about to give you a million recommendations for things that your kids can do with their hands and keep them busy while you're reading aloud. Uh, What we know from research is that for a lot of kids, when they are able to do something with their bodies, they listen better. And we actually have an expert who's coming onto the Read Aloud Revival later this season to talk about just that. In this episode, we're not really diving into the research. I just want to give you a ton of ideas. I'm going to give you lots of ideas, though, and you're going to feel like scribbling them all down on notes. But I want you to know we've already taken the notes for you. If you go to readaloudrevival.com and look for episode 73, you'll see clickable links to all the things I'm about to mention, as well as a printable list that you can just print out and keep on hand so that you're never wondering what on earth could my kids do with their hands to keep them busy so they'll stop driving me nuts (laughs) during read a lot time. We've got ideas for kids from toddlers to teens, so you don't want to miss that. Readaloudrevival.com. Look for episode 73. In those show notes, you'll also find a video where I talk about the way I organize the activities that we use. And by organize, I'm using that term extremely loosely, (laughs) where I keep all the activities that my kids do while we read aloud to make it easy for them to grab. So you don't want to miss that quick 10-minute video. It's really helpful. Again, that's readaloudrevival.com, episode 73. Now, we are almost about to open enrollment for Read Aloud Revival Premium Membership for the fall of 2017, and we're gearing up for this major giveaway blitz. It's happening October 9th, 2017. You don't want to miss it. We're giving away over 50 books from our favorite authors, authors who are coming to the Read Aloud Revival in 2018. I don't want you to miss out on all those announcements, so make sure that you're on the email list. You join it by going to readaloudrevival.com and popping your email in there. Not only will you get updates on the giveaway blitz we're about to have fun with, you'll also get our Read Aloud book list. Nearly 70,000 families trust that Read Aloud book list, so you are in good company when you grab it. Readaloudrevival.com, join the email list. It's going to be a ton of fun in October. You don't want to miss it. Okay, let's get right into today's episode. I'm super excited about it. One of the questions we hear a lot here at the Read Aloud Revival is, How do I teach my kids to sit still while I'm reading to them? So here's the good news. You don't have to. (laughs) Anyone with a wiggly child knows that expecting them to sit still while you read aloud is something of a lost cause, right? It kind of boggles my mind that my son, he's the one who will engage a set of army guys in battle or, you know, he's standing on his head in the corner or drawing a picture or wrestling with a little kid. Now he's getting a drink of water all while I'm reading. He will remember what we've read aloud, oftentimes better than just about anyone else in the room. Here's the thing. So studies show that for many children, actively engaging with their hands helps them listen better. I know this is true of myself. So of course, why wouldn't it be true for my kids, right? 
Roland Rotz and Sarah D. Wright. They're the authors of the book, Fidget to Focus, Outwit Your Boredom, Sensory Strategies for Living with ADHD. They say that fidgeting helps engage the bored part of our children's brains so that they can focus and stay on task. So for many kids, this the propensity to move while engaging in focused brain work is actually best facilitated instead of quashed. So instead of feeling like you need to train that out of your child, that need to move while they're doing focused brain work, instead think about working with it. Giving them something to do with their hands will help their brain suddenly be free to focus and listen. My own six kids are almost always doing something with their hands while they listen from Play-Doh or coloring or practicing calligraphy to sculpting with clay, building with Legos. They're always doing something. Very rarely are my kids just sitting listening. Occasionally they do, but not so often. So you might actually be amazed at how much better your kids listen and how much longer you can read aloud to them, how much more peaceful that whole experience is for you, in fact when you free your kids up to move during the read aloud time. To make this work, you're going to want to make these activities that they can use with their hands, they can do with their hands while you're reading. You want to make those easy to grab. So here's my best tip for that. Because if you say, hey, it's read aloud time, everybody grab something to do with your hands, you won't have kids at your table (laughs) or at the couch or wherever you're going to do your read aloud for 20 minutes. Ask me how I know. It's super frustrating. So you want to make them easy to grab. Here's my best tip. Grab some magazine holders. I can show you what I mean in today's show notes, but they're just those magazine holders that they use in offices. They're like file and magazine holders, I guess. I have a bunch of those lined up on the back of our piano. And unfortunately, mine are made of cardboard. They don't hold up that great. I'm going to have to replace mine soon. So you, you want to try and find a sturdy set if you can. And then stash things to do with their hands in those. So in each of my magazine holders, there's like one magazine holder that says, older kids, how to draw books. There's also paper and some sharpened pencils. Then I have one that's just drawing paper and chubby pencils and chubby crayons for my little kids. And that's little kids drawing. So now what I can do when I want to read aloud is just grab one for the older kids, one for the younger kids, you know, what the magazine holder for the older kids, the magazine holder for the younger kids, set them on the table. We're good to go. I have other ones that are filled with watercolor pans and some paper. Each of my kids has their own magazine holder. My big kids, I should say, because sometimes they're working on a work in progress that takes some time, right? They're drawing a more elaborate picture or whatever. My oldest daughter loves to work on her hand lettering. And when I say it's read aloud time, she can just grab her magazine holder, come to the table, and she's got something to work on. So taking a few minutes to prepare some magazine holders that have a few activities in them is a great way to do this. Now, we don't actually need to overcomplicate this because you can use, if you can't get some magazine holders, it's no problem. You can use a dedicated shelf in your house. You could clean out a drawer and use a drawer where you put some things that are just for read aloud time. Just use whatever you have available to you. We always have this temptation to complicate things, right? But you don't need to overcomplicate this. You just want to find a dedicated space to put some activities that are set aside for read aloud time so that you can give your kids something to do with their hands while you read. So let's talk about what you could put in those magazine holders, in that drawer, on that shelf. What can you stock your house with that your kids could do while you're reading aloud? I'm about to throw a whole lot of ideas at you (laughs) to see if any of these pique your interest or you think, I think my kids would do that. And I don't want you to feel like you have to take notes. So you'll find links to every single one of the things that I'm going to mention in the show notes of this episode. Go to readaloudrevival.com and look for episode 73 
to get to those. And we've also got a printable list for you there. So if you want to print out a list of ideas so that you just have it in your notebook or or handy, you think you just don't want to be stuck thinking, what are we going to do? What are my kids going to do? You can print out the list as well. That's all at episode 73, readaloudrevival.com. Look for episode 73. You can see links to everything. You can grab the printable. Good stuff there. Okay, so let's start with our very youngest kids. And I'm talking about kids up to age four. First of all, if you have a really small child, snacks can be a great thing to do during read aloud time. What I did with my twins when my twins were really, really young is put them in the high chair and I could give them or I could set one big kid next to them. But if you don't have, you know, handy big kids around, you could do this yourself. Sometimes I would sit myself in between the twins high chairs with a bowl of like Cheerios or raisins or whatever they were old enough to have at that time. And I would just, as I was reading, just slowly dole out snacks as I was reading aloud. And my older kids were doing something at the table. Snacks will keep your younger kids' mouths quiet, which is really helpful. A lot of the time, it's not just their physical actions, it's their noise that makes you crazy, right? So snacks can help a lot. Popsicles year-round are my favorite thing to give my little kids during read aloud time. I know they're a complete mess and you're thinking, oh my gosh, that would be a sticky mess. It so is. But what I found is that for really small kids, you know, like two-year-olds, takes them about 500 years to eat a popsicle, which gives you at least 10 or 15 minutes to read aloud. (laughs) And then, yes, they're a sticky mess at the end and you have to wash them up, but I would get our read aloud time in and they were quiet and completely happy. That doesn't work with every kid. Sure worked for my twins though. There are those really chunky puzzles, those puzzles for the very smallest set from, there's a whole bunch of different companies that make them. I'll link to a few of our favorites. Chunky puzzles are good. You can put them in a high chair next to you with a chunky puzzle. You could just sit them on the floor next to you. The key with kids under four is that you want to give them activities they don't get at other times of day. So even if you have a tote, let's just say you make get a plastic box, a plastic tote, and you put five or six activities in there that they don't ever get at a different time of day. They only get when you're reading aloud to your older kids. That's going to keep your very youngest kids really happy. They'll look forward to those activities and they're not just the same old, same old. You could also pull these out when you're reading aloud to your youngest kids. But my youngest kids usually would like to look at the pictures and climb on my lap. I'm thinking more along the lines of when I'm reading to my older kids and my younger ones are making me crazy. I know a whole bunch of you (laughs) can relate to that. So some other activities I've put in those totes besides chunky puzzles are pattern blocks. I'll put a link to these in the show notes as well. You'll recognize them, I'm sure. They're the, you know, yellow octagons and I think they're green triangles and blue squares, right? You know what I'm talking about? They all go together with a shape, into a shape to make a picture. So you can get these cards that have a picture of, say, an elephant or a butterfly made out of these shapes, and your child takes the shape and lays them on top of the card to match. These keep my little kids, my four-year-olds, really happy for a long period of time. You can get the pattern blocks made out of foam or made out of wood. I think the foam ones are more inexpensive. We'll link to those in the show notes. If your preschool-aged child won't eat it, you could do Play-Doh. Of course, I wouldn't recommend that for your very smallest kids. But if you've got a three or four-year-old, you can sit them next to you with some Play-Doh. You know what's funny is we've done a lot of reading aloud with Play-Doh in our house where I will tell each of the big kids, so I should back up and tell you that I have three little kids and three big kids. (laughs) 
I have, as of the recording, when I'm recording this, I have a 15, 13, 12 year old, and then a five year old and twin four year olds. And so for the last couple of years, even when they were really little, like two, and would have the propensity to eat the Play-Doh, I would assign each of my big kids to sit next to a little and just put out the Play-Doh. The big kids have just as much fun as the little kids. It's so funny, right? But if you have just one or two toddlers, you can put yourself in between them, put some Play-Doh out, put a couple of little Play-Doh tools or cookie cutters or straws are really fun in Play-Doh because they can smash out a pancake with the Play-Doh and then just stick the straw in on top and make these little circle imprints. That can keep a little kid happy for a long time. Popsicle sticks are another really fun Play-Doh activity. It's so funny how you can just look around your house, really, and think, okay, blob of Play-Doh, handful of popsicle sticks. That can keep a three-year-old happy for a, a decent time. And remember, when I'm talking about these things, you don't need something that keeps your child happy for an hour. You just need something that will keep your young child happy for about 10 or 15 minutes because that is, that's worth it right there. If you can get 10 or 15 minutes of read aloud time in with your older kids, that's worth it. You're just looking for something that will give you 10 or 15 minutes. Oftentimes I'll find that when I do give them a really great activity, they can read or they can sit and do that activity and I can read for a lot longer, like a half an hour or 45 minutes, but just in your head. Don't set yourself up for that big expectation and then get frustrated with your kids when it doesn't happen. So just say, okay, we're going to do something that'll keep them busy for 15 minutes. And I bet, I bet it'll work. Other activities I put in the totes for the very youngest kids are daubers. Those are like bingo daubers. Do you know what I'm talking about? We'll put a link to them in the show notes. They make washable kinds. My little kids will play with those for a really long time, especially if I give them a big blank piece of white paper. A big coloring pan, pads and chunky crayons are also a win. And if you have older kids and you just ask them to color a picture with maybe one of those big Melissa and Doug coloring pads, we'll put links in the show notes to those as well. They can sit and color for a long time. And I don't know about your house, but when my big kids color with my little kids, that goes a long way. Now, let me back up too and say, if you're thinking, gosh, I have a whole bunch of little kids, but I don't actually have that many big kids. (laughs) Maybe you have a four or five-year-old you want to read a chapter book to, and you've got these other little kids. One way to get around this is to use audiobooks and listen to them together. So let's say you're going to listen to Charlotte's Web or Stuart Little. What you're going to do is put on the audiobook over a speaker of some kind. And if you need more help on how to listen to audiobooks, you're going to want to go to the audiobooks post on the Read Aloud Revival website. We'll put a, a link to that in the show notes as well. But you can turn on an audiobook, just get a set of CDs from the library or download something from Audible and play it over the speaker on your phone. And you can sit and color next to your child. So if you're thinking, gosh, I have a one-year-old and a three-year-old and a five-year-old, and I don't have any older kids to play with the younger kids, you get to be everything, right? (laughs) I know, I was there once. So what you wanna do is put on an audiobook, sit at the table with your kids, and then you color with the little kids. You do Play-Doh with the little kids. You don't have to do the reading aloud and all the entertaining and be everything and everyone. So get creative with how you can do this, but you can put on an audiobook and then just be present and sit and play with your child while you're listening. I bet you'll be surprised at how enjoyable that is for everybody. Okay, so let's talk about five to nine-year-olds. What can five to nine-year-olds do? So much. I have so many ideas for five to nine-year-olds. Okay, so I'm going to list them kind of quickly. But again, you want to go to the show notes, readaloudrevival.com, 
episode 73 to see all of these and to get a list, okay? So Melissa and Doug make these big coloring pads and we buy these like crazy at our house because they're so fantastic. The paper is just a little thicker and we watercolor on them. They make really good watercoloring pictures. You can use crayons or color pencils or markers, sure, on the coloring pads. But my kids love to do watercolors. And you don't actually need to do this with just five to nine-year-olds. These are all just generalized ages. My three and four-year-olds love to watercolor on these big Melissa and Doug coloring pads. Okay, so you just get some of those cheap Prang is usually the, the brand that I get, but I will we'll put a link to those in the show notes of a watercolor pans and a little cup of water, right? And then you give each of your kids a picture from the Melissa and Doug coloring pads. That will keep them interested for a while, especially if you put on an audiobook and you do it along with them, <laughs> right? That can be really fun. But you can read aloud and they can do it on their own. That works for my little kids, two, three, four-year-olds. And it also works for my bigger kids from you know five and up. Watercoloring is fun for everybody. There's also another thing we like to do at this age, about four or five to about nine or 10, is these sticker books. And my favorite are actually from Usborn. I'll link to a few of them. Here is my tip with stickers during read aloud. Paying attention, pay attention to this part. You're going to thank me, I promise. (laughs) You want to peel off the outer part of the sticker page. Okay, so you know what happens when you give your five-year-old, say, a sheet of stickers and a piece of paper, right? They go, mom, I can't get off any of the stickers. And so you're interrupted every other sentence and it makes you feel crazy. So here is my super secret tip. You peel off the outside portion of the stickers. You know what I'm talking about, right? So you have a a sheet of stickers. It's that part that you don't want. It's the outside edge, but it's the whole background to the page of stickers. Peel that sucker off first, then hand your kid what's left, which are the actual stickers they want to peel off. They are so much easier to pull off once you remove that outer part. Seriously, try this. You are going to thank me for that tip. I promise. (laughs) My favorite sticker books are from Usborne. We'll link those in the show notes. But any kind of stickers and blank paper will do or sticker books where they can kind of manipulate scenes. Those are really fun too. Perler beads. Okay, so this is for the most saintly among you because perler beads make me see double. These are the beads that you use on those little plastic templates and then you can iron them later on and they make little, you know what I'm talking about, right? You probably did these as kids. I think there's a special place in heaven for parents who are willing to do perler beads with their kids. You could tell I'm not really one of them, right? But I will link to them in the show notes in case you are. Another really great thing to do is just to give your kids some pipe cleaners and some pony beads. That can take a long time to string an entire pipe cleaner with some pony beads in a pretty rainbow. My kids love doing that and making little bracelets. It just keeps them really busy. Melissa and Doug make something called Water Wow, which is basically a clean kind of watercolor painting. I'll link to that in the show notes as well. Again, we're going to say puzzles. You're just going to get puzzles that are more appropriate for your five to nine-year-olds. Let's see. Scratch art. Have you guys seen this? This is like those, they're black sheets of paper, but you they come with like a little wooden tool and you can scratch at the black paper and underneath is usually a rainbow of colors. So they make them that come with stencils so you can make real pictures or the kids can just make their own designs or their own creative pictures. I'm putting that in the five to nine section, but I'll be honest and tell you my 13-year-old loves to do scratch art as much as my little kids. (laughs) It's a little messy, not too terrible, terribly much, but just know that you're going to need to like vacuum up, wipe up the area when you're done. 
So my kids who are four and up love to use scissors, especially I'd say kids that are between four and seven adore using scissors. You can get little cutting workbooks that help them cut along lines. I just give my kids old magazines or pieces of scrap construction paper and kid blunt scissors. And I'm telling you, my four and five-year-olds, they can do that for a long time. Speaking of magazines, what sometimes what I'll do during read aloud time is I'll ask my oldest kids to cut out pictures from magazines, any pictures at all, you know, food, cupcakes, kids, pictures of kids swimming on the beach, pictures of kids making (laughs) snowballs. You know what I'm talking about. Anything at all from old magazines. They cut them up and they put them all in a plastic container. Now, that is something that your older kids can do during read aloud time that will keep them busy. Then you can use those collage pieces that they have cut out and hand them to your younger kids with a big piece of paper and a glue stick and let them go loose while you're reading aloud. So now this is something that works really well. So let's say on Monday or Tuesday, you have your older kids cutting out of magazines collage pieces, okay? Or you're listening to an audiobook and with your kids and you're cutting out the collage pieces, all right? And then Wednesday and Thursday, you get to hand those pieces to the younger kids with a glue stick and a big piece of paper. And while you're reading aloud, they get to make collage pictures. That's really fun. And that's something that pretty much there's something there for everybody. Older kids love to make collages too, not just younger kids. I'm just trying to give those of you who have younger kids a lot of options because I know that can be a real like monkey wrench in this read aloud business. (laughs) Five to nines love how to draw books. And I'm going to link to some of my favorite how to draw books for this age group because how to draw books, of course, run the gamut of skills from really basic to really advanced. My favorite ones for this age group are by Ralph Mazziello, and I will make sure we link to a few of them. He has one on dragons and fairies and a Christmas one and a Halloween one. And we, I think, have them all. And I will pull them out for this age group with some paper. Now, actually, I use a magazine holder and put these how to draw books in there, along with some blank pieces of just regular drawing paper or computer paper and some pencils. And that makes for a really great, easy grab and go activity. If you're going to let your kids do Legos during read aloud time, I do this and I think it's a great read aloud activity. But here's my mom to mom tip. Dump those suckers out first. (laughs) Okay, so here's kind of a funny story. I was on a webinar once with the president from the Institute for Excellence in Writing, Andrew Putua, and the president from the Center for Lit, Adam Andrews, and myself, and we were doing a webinar on reading aloud. And at one point, I said this. I said, hey, if you're going to let your kids do Legos while you're reading aloud, dump the entire bin of Legos out first. Because if the kids start rifling around in those Legos while you're reading aloud, it will grate on every single one of your mama nerve endings. And those men... (laughs) Poor Adam and Andrew, they stared at me like I had just come from the moon. Like, why is this important enough for you to mention it? Well, most of you listening to this are mothers, right? And you are already laughing because you know that digging through a big bin of Legos is absolutely maddening. That noise. So yes, you can let your kids do Legos. Legos are a fabulous read aloud activity. Just make them dump them out first and then make them put them away after. (laughs) That's my tip for the day. If your kids are into rainbow looms, read aloud time is a great time to pull out the rainbow loom. Finger knitting is another really simple thing your five to nines can do. We'll put a link in the show notes to some simple instructions to finger knitting. You're just going to want to learn how yourself and then teach it to your kids before you start reading aloud. Then once they can do it, boy, that will keep them busy for a long time. Very simple, 
And you'll probably be surprised at these long strings of finger knitting (laughs) that your kids can do while you're reading aloud. It's a very soothing activity, actually. Let's talk about the oldest kids now, because kids over 10, sometimes we have these expectations that they should be just sitting and listening. In my experience, my teens are more fidgety than my younger kids when it comes to read aloud time. But give them something to do and they can listen for a very long time. If I give my older kids something to do and we're not having to contend with younger kids' schedules or needs, we could read aloud for an hour easy. Let me tell you some of our favorite things to do with my 10 and ups during read aloud time. We discovered these books called Paint by Sticker. They're really fantastic. We'll link to them in the show notes. But basically, you know, paint by number, right? Those used to make me kind of crazy as a kid. But if your kids like them, those are another good activity. Paint or, you know, paint by number or color by number. These paint by stickers are pretty cool. They're like paint by numbers, except that you use these little geometric shaped stickers. You put them together and you can make all kinds of pictures. They have some based on animals and they have some based on the artistic masterpieces of artists gone by. So they have them at different levels. There are some that would probably be okay for your eight or nine-year-olds. Most of them are a little complicated. And the kids in my family who like them best are the 12 to 15-year-olds. We'll put a link to those in the show notes. Again, Legos. Dump them out first. (laughs) Legos for 10 and ups are an obvious choice, right? Finger knitting can be taken to the next level with crochet or knitting. You just want to, of course, have the child learn how to do it before you start reading aloud because you don't want to be teaching them to crochet or teaching them to knit while you're reading. So that's only going to work if you're willing to teach them ahead of time. Let's talk about things so that you don't need to teach ahead of time. There are some kits from Hearthsong. We're going to put these in the show notes because they are some of my very favorite read aloud activities. They're called design studio kits or design, either design kits or design workshops, kind of depending on the one you, you choose. There's a fashion design studio kit, a car design workshop, an interior design studio kit, a fairy design kit, an equestrian design kit as of the time I'm recording this. And we have several of them. So basically what these are is it's like a portfolio that you open up and it has paper, colored pencils, a whole bunch of templates and texture plates. And so let's just talk about, for example, the interior design studio kit. Inside this kit, you have the different things you need in order to trace pieces of furniture and rearrange them however you want on the page to organize. You know, where does this, what kind of sofa should I put here? And and then there's texture plates. So then you can use the texture plates to add a different kind of texture to the floor or to the wallpaper or to the couch or whatever. And you can do a kitchen, a living room, playroom, all kinds of things. There's vellum, there's colored pencils, all kinds of really cool things in there. There's also a car design kit, and it's the same kind of thing where you get to design your own car and it has the different pieces that you need to design, you know, um, a truck or some kind of futuristic car or a race car. You get different truck bodies that you can trace and then pages of accessories. You can add, you know, tires and steering wheels and roof racks. There's some stickers in there, colored pencils, vellum paper, which is really helpful for tracing. And it's just really fun. These are really fun, really fun for older kids. I would actually say eight or nine and up, maybe a little younger, depending on how artistic your child is. But these are a favorite for us. You get them at hearthsong.com. And we're going to put a link to that in the show notes so that you can find them because those are really, really fun for older kids. Spirographs. Do you remember doing that as a kid? You know, you have the little, I don't know what it's called, like a stencil or 
a template and you put your pen in it and then you go around and around the circle and it makes all different kinds of (laughs) designs. We'll put a link. You'll know what I'm talking about. If you see the picture, you'll know what I mean by spirograph. Those are fun for older kids to do during read aloud. Origami can be a really fun read aloud activity. If you get a simple book that has some pictures in it, so they're not trying to read words. If they're trying to read directions, complicated directions while you're reading aloud, that's probably going to be a problem. But if you can find an origami book that has mostly pictures that they can follow and some origami paper, that can be fun. Making paper airplanes can be fun. Just be prepared that your read aloud time is probably going to get cut short by, you know, paper airplane planes flying at your head. Ask me how I know this. <laughs> Thinking putty can be really good for older kids. Dare I say this? I'm not even sure if I should suggest this. I think I'm going to have anarchy on my hands. If fidget spinners don't drive you batty, you could give your kids fidget spinners for read a lot of time. Fidget spinners don't bother me at all. Fidget spinners make you crazy. Definitely don't give them as an option, but I do give that as an option to my kids. My oldest daughter loves hand lettering. And so I will put some links to some of the hand lettering worksheets she likes. She's 15 and that's a really fun activity that she can do while I'm reading aloud. So I hope this episode has given you some ideas for what your kids can do. Basically, the real thing I want you to hear from this episode is it's okay and not just okay. In a lot of times, it's really, really excellent for your kids to be doing something with their hands while you're reading aloud. It takes the pressure off you to expect your children to be on their best behavior during what should be one of the most delightful parts of your day. It makes it something where they can look forward to it. And it just gives you actually more time to experiment with art and play with different kinds of activities while you're also making those meaningful and lasting connections with your kids through books. Remember that you don't always have to do the reading aloud. You can use audiobooks if you need to do that to make any of this work. Remember that you want to keep things on hand in a shelf, in a drawer, in a magazine file. Somehow you want to keep read aloud activities easy to grab so it's not a big to do to get ready to read aloud. And then also try to remember that you're not going to try to sit down and make an hour long read aloud. Sometimes you may just be happy that that happens. I know that I can tell you um, at Christmas time, a lot of times I'll find some simple how to make Christmas ornament of some kind, you know, craft online. I'm not that crafty, but occasionally at Christmas time I get crafty. And so the kids will sit down and start trying to make Christmas ornaments and we can read aloud for longer during those periods. But for the most part, you want to just set your expectation at 10, 15, 20 minutes And if it goes longer, that's just icing on the cake. You can read 10 minutes a day and read a tremendous amount to your kids over the course of a year. So I'm not saying to lower your expectations. I'm just saying to set them appropriately for the kids that you're engaging with during read aloud time. I hope this episode has been helpful to you. Go to readaloudrevival.com. Look for episode 73 to get your hands on a printable list of all of these activities, as well as links to things. If you want to stock up a read aloud bin or read aloud shelf or get a few things that might help you in your read aloud life, you'll find links to all of those in the show notes there. Now it's time for Let the Kids Speak. This is my favorite part of the podcast where kids tell us about their favorite stories that have been read aloud to them. Hi, my name is Titus, and I'm four, and I live in California. My favorite book is Pocahontas because I like the pictures of the boy Indians because one Indian has a feather on his hair, and I like it. Hi, my name is Theoden, and I'm seven years old. My favorite book is Adventures in Odyssey 
of Imagination Station. And my favorite series is the American Revolution. And what and what I like about it is it's adventurous and f- and full of surprises, and it's fun. And I'm from Minnesota. I'm Audrey, and I'm from Minnesota, and I'm four years old. My favorite book is Elsa and Anna. I like it because the sisters are friends, and they like each other. Hi, my name is Annika. I'm 12 years old. I live in Southern California. My favorite book is Out of My Mind. My favorite part is when she says I love you for the first time to her parents. Hi, my name is Raina. I'm 10 years old and I live in New York. My favorite book series is a series of unfortunate events by Lemmy Snicket. I read all 13 books. I like that in each book, Lemmy Snicket says, don't read the next book, so it makes me want to keep reading. Hi, my name is Karis. I'm seven years old. I live in Kentucky. My favorite book is the Tales of Sasha series because it's about an adventurous pony, and I like ponies a lot. My name is Wyatt. I'm five years old. I live in New York. My favorite book is Building Our House. And I like it because it teaches you how to build your house, and it's so funny. My name is Claire. I am five years old. I live in Atlanta, Wyoming. My favorite book is Mercy Watson. She's funny, and in the sixth book, she goes for the drive-thru movie, and she's a pig, and she smells butter. So she goes to each car and gets all the popcorn out, and what it's funny about it is because she likes butter. Hello, my name is Brighton. I'm 10, and I live in Wyoming. My favorite book is The Hobbit. My favorite part is Battle of the Five Armies because it's really exciting. My name is Anaya. I am seven years old and I live in Illinois. My favorite book is Amber Falls. It's about two rabbits named Heather and Pickett and they are an adventure. They have to save their mom and dad. That's it for today. Thanks, kids, for your messages. And thank you for tuning in for this episode of the Read Aloud Revival podcast. Remember that your printable list of activities by age and clickable links to all of those activities I shared with you on the show today are available in the show notes. Go to readaloudrevival.com and look for episode 73. Definitely don't miss out on the upcoming open enrollment at Read Aloud Revival Premium Access. We only open up premium access twice a year for about a week each time is how long that open enrollment lasts. You don't want to miss it. We're about to announce the authors and guest teachers we have coming to Read Aloud Revival for 2018. For real, you're going to die when you see our list. It's killing me to wait to tell you. It's almost time. I can't wait. Don't miss a thing. Go to rarmembership.com and pop your email onto the waiting list there so you don't miss the announcements. And hey, until next time. Go make meaningful and lasting connections with your kids through books.